To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. The Huddle with snowballeffect.co.nz. High growth investing made simple. On the huddle with me this evening, got Ali Jones of Red PR and community board member and Phil O'Reilly, former CEO of Business New Zealand, also Iron Duke Partners. Ali, do you reckon that we are ruthless in this country? That was really hard to listen to, actually, because, you know, this is his thing. Is he, he he comes across as a really nice guy, but, you know, in, in over the last few years, I've just thought, who else would have had all the chances that he's had, you know, with all the advantages that a, a professional athlete like him gets? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had a drug conviction, two fraud convictions, the violence and anger issue as well. Yeah, OK, country might be ruthless, but actually, within reason, you make your bed, you lie in it. I think he needs to keep a low profile and just get on with life. What do you reckon, Phil? We can be tough on those sorts of things in New Zealand, but I'd make the point most small communities around the world, certainly in the Western world, can be tough too. Uh, and, you know, if you look at, uh, you know, a small community in Australia or the United States, you'll probably, or in the UK, you'll probably see similar kind of stuff going on where people say, oh, look, you're a hero when you're a hero and you're an absolute zero when you're not. Um, and I, I think it's a redemption story. I, mean, I can't think of much more low-profile stuff than doing the Wood End Rugby Club or wherever it's going to be, you know, and, and uh, you know, let, let's hope he can make a success of it. And if he can't, he'll, he'll deserve all the abuse that, that is hurled at him. And, uh, you know, to, to, to Ali's point, I mean, it's, he has had a lot of advantages here, no doubt. But you'd also hope that if he can, if he can succeed, that the same kinds of chances might be given to others who can, uh, who might deserve them just as much as Zach, but are not as famous. So let's let's hope this is, uh, you know, that this is an example for other community groups and others who might say, look, look, let's uh, give you a go, even though you've had a tough past. Mm. Yeah, nicely said. Hey, it's quarter to six. I'll, I'll take a break and then come back to you guys talk about the police and also the RSE news talk ZB. Right, it's thirteen away from six. You back with the huddle, Phil O'Reilly and Ali Jones. So Phil, on this police matter, where they have been, <clears throat> excuse me, reporting cars are stolen when they're not stolen in order to be able to access these vast banks CCTV cameras, is that okay? Not, of course, not okay. Extraordinary stuff, and it just shows you to me how twisted up we all got through this COVID thing. You know, the, the blind panic. Yeah. about two people in Northland and all the rest and the sort of the hyper-politicisation and the hyper-fear you know, of this thing that was going on. And, and uh, you know, we, we, let's hope they never do that in the future and let's hope it's the first and only time they've ever done it now. And, and what worries me a bit is I suspect it may not be uh, and, and that will mm. worry me. It was one of those things I looked at this morning thinking, that, that can't be right. I mean, surely that must be, there must be something wrong here that that would be going on. So it, it, it reduces trust in the police. It was done for the wrong reasons. Uh, and it was done during this, this 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 fearful time of COVID, and none of that reflects well on anybody who had anything to do with it. We should uh, make sure that those who did that uh, uh, see the full force of the law. I'm sure they won't, uh, but you know that, that's just terrible news. That and just demonstrates just how bad things got during COVID. I suspect. Ali, I'm getting a lot of texts from people who who have the view that um, you you just give the police the latitude to do the job using whatever tools, even if it requires lying. What do you think? 
Oh no, absolutely not. Look, I agree. I agree with Phil in that respect. But this is, you know, this is a no-brainer. It's absolutely wrong. There are processes there for a reason. But I think the COVID thing was respectful. It's just a little bit of a red herring. I, I think the biggest issue here is why the hell can't police access the stuff they need to do their jobs? That's the first thing. And mm. secondly, why did they not, uh, you know, access this information through emergency powers, which they are able to do under the Search and Surveillance Act? So uh, the, the the fact that it was done during COVID, that doesn't, I don't care a jot about that. But what I want to be sure of is that police can access the stuff they need properly and correctly when they need it. And that doesn't seem to be happening. Is this, this was private data. This was private data. This wasn't public data. This was private footage. So that's the police lying to get a photo off your iPhone. It's exactly the same in law. And, and that's why it's so bad. But yeah, they I mean, can I... access it through the Search and Surveillance Act. So they have a process where they can, uh, uh, they say that they can access them through emergency powers, uh, the information that they need. I do understand that it's private, uh, but they had the process to do that and the systems there to do that. Why didn't they? Ellie, if this was taken out of the COVID um, context, would you be OK with it then? No, absolutely not. No, I, th- okay. I think the whole issue here is the process. I think the COVID thing is a bit of a red herring. Yeah. Um, Phil, listen, this this announcement that they're going to be increasing the REC workers by 3,000, is this an admission that they just screwed us way too hard, screwed down too hard on the, the immigration? Well, 3,000 is nowhere near enough. Bear in mind, this is... This is actually not. Uh, this is not migration. This is a. This is a, a an aid scheme. This is a, actually a, a form of aid. Yeah, I, I guess. And, and I'm sorry. You're right, us. but it's basically starving us of international workers. Right? It's kind of in the same precisely. thing. Precisely, and, and the, the sector for years, the various sectors that use RSE, has for quite some time now, certainly since COVID or just before, been saying actually we need more of these people. And the government announcing three thousand today is really a pretty pathetic. Effort. There's probably more like fifteen to sixteen thousand necessary. And bear in mind, even the Pacific Islands are saying we'd like to send more people. Now, I know the business groups today came out in support of it, and, and I probably would if I was them too. Probably a bit through gritted teeth, perhaps. But you know, the fact of the matter is, I, I just don't think that's anywhere in enough. And I think it's up to the sector actually, Heather. It's up to the horticulture sector and those that use those RSE workers to explain better to the public how they're being treated and how they're being. Mm. Uh, utilised and the, the labour standards and so on, because all in all, it, it appears pretty good, but they've had some bad publicity lately, which would have made the government potentially hesitate. But overall, this is a pretty anti-migrant, anti-foreign worker kind of government, and it's playing out in this kind of announcement today. Yeah, Ali, we, we briefly went into this kind of thinking that perhaps we could all just happy live in this happy utopia where our children went and, and picked fruit in the summer. We can now admit that's not going to happen, right? Kiwi kids don't want to do this work. What do you mean, our kids picking fruits? My husband, fruit. My husband and I got a bus. We were keen to go picking fruit as well. That lasted <laughs> five minutes. Um, I, I agree with Phil. I think that the the sector has also got to assure us how these workers are going to be housed. You know, we have a housing crisis in this country uh, and you bring 10,000, extra workers in, where are they going to live? But I'm, I'm more concerned about the immigration system being unable to process all of this stuff. It's, it's quite clear that the system is cracking under the pressure. So, you know, maybe it's the fact that they can't actually process that, that number, those, um, you know, extra 15,000, 16,000. But, yeah, we need them. And I think we need to get them whatever we need. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, guys, enjoy the poll this evening. Coming out shortly, Ali Jones, Red PR, Community Board Member, Phil O'Reilly, Iron Duke Partners, former CEO of Business New Zealand. Um, got the got the previous poll numbers for you. Uh, they came out recently, so I'll make a little prediction if you want to. Why not? Should we play that game? We'll do that next. News Talk ZB. 
If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.